Thank you for listening to Placeholder Music. Alright, that's the uh, jingle for RGCWV, uh, Random Geek Culture, West Virginia. Uh, I am your uh, co-host, Luke Hersey, and uh, this is my uh, longest friend, Mike Mello. Mike, say hi to everybody. I'm kind of a co-host too, but not co-hosty as you are. Well, you you, you, you you are the more of a co-host, the, the mo-host, if you will. The mo-host. Yeah. <laughs> so, mo-host, uh, mo mo-problems. Mo-host, mo-problems. Yeah, exactly. So welcome to the podcast. So I wanted to take this opportunity to tell you exactly what you're getting yourself into. We are going to be talking about exactly what the name implies. All geek culture. We're going to be talking about movies. We're going to be talking about video games. We're going to be talking about TV. We're going to be talking about toys, even. Anything that really interests us as geeks. And hopefully you'll get something out of this podcast, too. Because in my opinion, there's a little bit of geek in every single one of us. Now, one of the things that I always like to ask everybody is, what is it in this world that makes you geek out? Now, for me, it's anything Legend of Zelda associated. It's 80s pop music. And it's also really cool DIY projects like uh, Raspberry Pis and Adreno Circuits. So, enough about what the show is, and let's dive right into what the show is is wait no that didn't sound right you know what let's just go with it um i uh did want to make a regular thing that we were going to talk about you know what games we're playing you know what um books we're reading what shows we're watching so um right now i'm in the middle of our reading uh i don't know if you're familiar with wise man's fear it's uh, part of the king killer chronicles um, nice the first book was uh, the Ma- name of the wind, and uh, it's spoilers. Yeah, the... it's the name is wind or windy. <laughs> Actually, um, you need to read the book because it's not. Can I just run it? Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. By uh, Rothfuss, Patrick Rothfuss. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And uh, it's. I mean, the the first one was uh, very. Harry Potter-esque. Um, he was learning um, magic, but nice. uh, not magic in the respect of magic like, you know, Harry Potter, where it's a supernatural force. Magic in the respect of their... In the book, they make it almost scientific. Um, what's called, in the book, sympathy, where you can create a sympathetic link between two objects and whatever happens to the one object can happen to the other object. So in one part of the story, one of the story he has to run into this uh, place that's got uh, that, that's on fire. So what he does is he uh, he creates a sympathetic link between his cloak and the barrel of water. So when he runs into the fire, even though he's you know <laughs> the water's getting hot, but it's hot water. Yeah, it's not burning him as bad as the fire would. So, um, from what I understand, Michael, you yes. have written a book. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I'm not a book reader per se. Um, mm-hmm. It's more of an attention span thing than, than anything. Um, where I, I will buy a book, I will open the book, I will look at the first two pages of the book, and then I'll close the book and never look at it again. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, anyways, my book... Um, 
um, I haven't given you an update in a while, personally. Um, yeah. I have a tentative release date, which is November seventh. Really? Yep. It's it's happening soon. Um, right. so, Are you going to do any book signings or anything? Yes. Uh, that is the plan. I'm still kind of working out the marketing strategy because that's kind of one of the fun things I get to do. Um, but it's being released through Crescent Books. There's, uh, I'm and I'm I'm still working on the final touches. Uh, so, uh, and I should be done with that by probably end of this week. I uh, got. I, I, I would like to say I finished it, but I didn't. I probably got maybe a third of the way through, and I stopped reading it. Um, and it wasn't so much a, ba- a lack of wanting; it was just a lack of uh, time. Um, yeah. So I said earlier that I read books, but that's not entirely accurate. <laughs> I uh, I have an Audible subscription, and I listen to books. It's Ooh. what I do on my commute. So. Ah. Yeah, that's what you should do. I mean, you that's drive more than I do. I, I, I do. Um, I, I'm mostly podcasting now, and I've, I've got a full schedule of that. Yeah. I, I got like a Monday podcast, a Wednesday podcast, and so on. What so is your it, favorite podcast, anyway? Uh, I, I like uh, Punch Up the Jam. That, okay. that one's pretty good. Okay. Uh, and it's, it's definitely worth checking out. Uh, the, the one I listen to the most is... Actually, a lot of the ones I listen to are NPR ones. Yeah. And uh, Up First is the one I listen to the most just because it's it's a daily morning podcast. It's like 12 minutes, and it tells you everything going on that day. And I'm like, I'm down with that. In 12 minutes, and my news is over. I don't have to think about it again the rest of the day. Um, I'll take it. I keep uh, wanting to start, uh, what is it, uh, the Rent and Links uh, podcast. What is it, uh, Ear Biscuits? Yeah, Ear Biscuits. Mm, yeah. Yep, it's, a, it's all good. But I, I have considered the idea of doing an audible subscription at, at, at at one time or another and I've, i feel like it's like netflix because i have netflix and it takes me as long as it takes to watch a movie to pick out something to watch mm. so, so a lot of times i just get frustrated and stop yeah so speaking of netflix um uh, as, i'm gonna switch over to watching things yeah yeah go ahead. um oh by the way the, the name of the name of my book is hard spark i should mention that because i didn't actually mention the title and it's a it's a sci-fi space western uh with a lot of mystery and intrigue and we're still writing the synopsis, so I don't want to say anything that will spoil it. Honestly, if I had to say that it shared uh, <clears throat> DNA of any type of uh, Japanese uh, anime type thing, I would say it, it more closely resembles Final Fantasy VII. Really? And that you have like a, a looming world destroying event hanging over everyone's head. Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not really a spoiler. It's it's kind of on the book cover. Yeah. Um, oh, is that what that is? But also, you you have you have a central character who isn't sure who they are. Yeah, and, and it's about a journey to find out who who they actually are. Mm-hmm. So, so those two things play into it more than anything else. Um, you know, the DNA shares the Cowboy Bebop is, is that it's bounty hunters in space, more or less, and you you have one one of the crew members who's a hacker. Um, mostly coincidental stuff like the hacking thing. I didn't even realize till till a lot later. I was like, huh, they both have hackers. <laughs> But I feel like if you're in space, doing criminal type justice work, I, don't, I guess that's what you call bounty hunters. Yeah. Um, I feel like having a hacker would be a necessary thing to have on your crew. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it would. I mean, you you would think so. And, th- and that was that's one of the things that I always wondered why they didn't expound more into that in uh, Firefly. Though of course they probably would have going farther in the series if yeah. they had done like. Yeah. 
10 seasons like they had yeah. planned. Yeah, if they if, if, yeah, if they had 10 years to expand it, then it's hard to tell what it would have become. God, man, that, that show uh, it just breaks my heart. Every, yeah. And the thing is, is I didn't watch it until last summer because I knew I would like it. Because yeah. I knew that I would be heartbroken that they didn't continue it. I watched it a couple years ago, and, and yeah, it, it stopped just as it was getting good. Yeah. I kind of did it out of order because I watched the movie before I watched those, and, mm-hmm. and I didn't really care for the movie. Yeah, well, you know what? It, the movie wasn't what it was supposed to be. The only yeah. thing that the movie was was it was tying up the loose ends, uh, the story plot points that they didn't get to say in the show that they wanted to. Yeah, they, they were basically sque- squeezing 10 years worth of ideas into two hours. Yeah, and, and here's a question. All right. Is it better to leave it unsaid than to rush it? I, I prefer the unsaid because you could tell a story more in the visual than, Did you ever, than go a ahead. lot of dialogue. Yeah. Did you ever watch the show Reboot? I watched it very early on when it was just a cheesy kid show, and then, <laughs> and then, but but then not again until it was like three episodes left, and it was like an actual serious anime type. Uh, Enzo was all grown up and everything. Yeah, yeah, kind of a dystopian type of uh, deal. Oh and, man, and, it was so good. Yeah, and that was great. Yeah, well, they actually uh, did come out with a uh, movie. A reboot, that, reboot. Yeah, a reboot of the reboot. No, it, they came up with a movie that tied up a lot, but then it ended up on the cliffhanger because they had planned to make a second movie after that. Yeah, and I was trying to think of something that uh, I can compare that to, and I think I want to say Arrested Development because mm. you know it, it ended after the third season, and and I liked where it ended. And if it hadn't started again, I would have been fine with that. And I'm actually one of the people who really enjoyed the way the fourth season was structured. Mm-hmm. Because you have one layer, and then they keep adding layers and layers on that, that tie everything together. The original I, fourth season or yeah, the remix? I, I have not seen the remix yet. Oh, and... man. I watched, Okay, so I watched <laughs> the the uh, the first couple episodes of right. fourth season when they first released, and I didn't like it. Uh, I had yeah, a hard time getting into it. I've, I've heard that with a lot of people, too. And then I just watched the remix, and I loved it. Yep. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't as good as season one, two, and three. Right. Uh, no, but I it agree was with that. like the rest of the show. Watch the remix; it's good. Now, season okay. five, I don't know why they only had like what was it like five episodes? It was ridiculous. I was I, so I angry. I don't think that's the whole season either because it it doesn't tie up very no well. it does not it doesn't uh, at and, all and if you, if you watched uh disenchantment it, it's kind of the same way oh have you watched it yet yes i have oh man all right so heart spark coming to a, a book seller near you or amazon or, or especially amazon. amazon yeah there in the in the commercial tell me about that was a word from our sponsor yeah that was a word from our sponsor <laughs> we don't have one yet all right so uh disenchantment um it it, it was a slow burn. Really, I ex- I expected it to be like Futurama, and the 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 Fry Bender Leela archetype is definitely there in the three main characters. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it's definitely a different beast from Futurama. It it it, it the, the thing that surprised me about it is 
I expected it to be like a straight up uh, satire, the way the Futurama was about the future and the way Simpsons was about uh, modern society and pop culture. Because mm-hmm. um, there's there's a huge well right now to to dip into with Game of Thrones and you know Lord of the Rings and all that. Are you keeping up with that, by the way? Uh, I am not. We'll get that in a little bit. Okay. Uh, so so anyways, uh, but they, they don't really touch much on any of that at all. Like I, I'm shocked at how free of satire the, the show actually is. There's a Hansel and Gretel bit, which is pretty good, but as far as like modern or just pop culture in general, there it's it's pretty much its own show, and that's what really surprised me about it. <laughs> I it, uh, actually heard from uh, one guy, because um, I, I watched a review of it uh, earlier this week. I still haven't watched it myself, but he uh, he did say one thing that. Um, made it not so pertinent for me to watch all right um he said i think they're a little late to the game if they were gonna make fun of game of thrones and that kind of stuff they should have done this five years ago see i don't really think they did though i i i thought it it it, it set out to tell its own story and, mm-hmm. I, I, and i think it did that without bogging it down with uh any pop culture references or things like that like i said there, there's a few things there, there's a there's a bit with the uh, sword chair in the beginning um i don't know what that's called i hope there's no proper name for it so, so the, the the best character in the show and this is this is where well first of all it, it ends on a cliffhanger mm-hmm. so watch out for that don't don't get too excited to watch it thinking you're going to watch a complete season because uh it'll keep you wanting more so um, don't go in with, into it like i did with uh, uh rest of development season five yeah let's go with that uh so, so the the best character on the show is uh lucy who is a demon yeah i i, I and, saw that and and, it, and it, he's a very bender-esque demon <laughs> bender-esque uh, demon which you know bender himself could have easily been a demon anyways but uh but yeah it's one of those things where i'm like i, I love that character and i'm like i don't want to love a demon <laughs> but, yeah, that, but yeah, i mean of course we like uh, we like rick and Rick is yeah. not a good guy. Sure. Have you been watching uh, Rick and Morty? No. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, it, we've, got, of, we've got to get somebody else on this podcast. I, I, I agree. Uh, that's why when you sent me the list today, I was like, I don't know about any of these things. Um, uh, you know about some of them. You know about some of them. Yeah, some of them. Well, the thing is, and... and I love Dan Harmon, and uh, Community is one of the best uh, uh, primetime shows to be on in the last 20 years. I never watched Community <laughs> See, before I watched now. Rick and Morty. And we're after I finished Rick and Morty, I was like, I want more! So that's <laughs> why so I started Community. And oh my god, one of the best shows ever up until season four, episode four. <laughs> Agreed. Well, when, do, when Donald entirely. when Donald Glover leaves, it it <sighs> that might have been fifth season, but but the point is, um, D- Dan Harmon uh, left in the fourth season, and so that that's why I that, didn't know that. Yeah, that, that that's why. That, well, he got fired actually, or, or quit, or there was a lot of drama there. Mm-hmm. Um, so so that's why yeah, the show Dan kind of Harmon was... having drama. That's that's yeah. so surprising. Yeah, Sichuan sauce. 
But that's why the show kind of tanked in the fourth season. Yeah. But he came back for the, the the fifth season, and I think every season after that. And, and at that point, people were coming and going, and there was no way to really keep the magic of the first three seasons. But the first three seasons are just absolutely brilliant. Yeah. But I, I do want to return to Rick and Morty, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, Which, so by Rick, the way, Rick and Morty has won the Emmy. What do they win for? <laughs> Best animated keep, cartoon. I oh, was it okay. or animated series? Yeah, of course, well, animated cartoon. Well, it doesn't surprise me because it goes back to where the part about Dan Harmon being brilliant. Yeah, he, he's it's 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 an amazing show. There's there's been a few where I've seen the synopsis of it. I was like, huh, that seems interesting. Like like the Pickle Rick episode, which obviously is like the the watershed moment for the series. Um, and maybe get Swiffy. Swiffy. If I, if, yeah. I, if, I, if I if I pronounce that right, I may not have. Well, I mean, you don't watch the show, so I mean, I can completely yeah. understand. But I, but I appreciate memes, and so that's where I pick up a lot of my pop culture. Is, mm. is, is my, a lot of my knowledge these days is meme based. <laughs> but, Funny uh, story. That's how I got into Game of Thrones. Huh. The know. whole uh, winter is winter is coming. Brace yourself. Meme. That's why I got into that one. And you're like, what? What's Boromir doing? He 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 died before that happened. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers. So, um, so what games are you playing right now, anyway? Uh, I, I just started Final Fantasy 15 because it was 20 bucks um, on the PS4 store. And I haven't gotten too far into it. I've mostly just been driving because I, I guess it's, it's, it's like Gran Turismo meets Final Fantasy, apparently. Mm-hmm. So, well, I've been driving. I, I'm to the ocean or a sea or something like that, which mm-hmm. I think I'm, st- I'm still basically in the part of the game before the story actually starts. Yeah, right, right before this, when you when you're driving to the ocean, that's uh, right, right before the the wedding or whatever. And, that's uh, what I was thinking. Yeah, and you're uh, it's it's about to change a lot. See, see, and that's the thing. Uh, how many hours are you into it? Two, maybe. Oh, okay. Two. All right. All right. Maybe so, two, two to four, somewhere in there. Okay. See, um, and the the. All right. So. <sighs> The version I'm playing, the Pocket Edition for uh, yeah. Switch. Oh, uh, so I see what you're doing. Yeah, I, I, I was about that far before I was getting to the ocean, and it's, they say it's the abridged version of the actual Final Fantasy 15 <laughs> game. But it sounds like the the first half of the game before the meat of the the game, um, it seems like it's pretty close in uh, timing and everything. Okay. So far, it seems like. Well, I guess you need that first little bit to understand the game mechanics and yeah. all that. Yeah, it's it. Uh, and, and you do need that because I don't know how many times I pulled over and got out of the car accidentally. See, that's the thing in the uh, pocket edition. You have con- no control over the car. Oh, okay. Um, you you can go from one lane to another um, while you're driving down the two lane road. <laughs> And uh, you can go into the other lane when another car is coming. I was kind of hoping there was going to be some kind of accident or something, but they or just l- swerved out of the way. It's uh, such a they, letdown. They, they switched out uh, random encounters for road rage encounters, apparently. <laughs> road rage encounters. Yeah, it's a good game. I, I, I'm really enjoying the uh, Switch HD version, and you can definitely tell that uh, they they up the graphics quite a bit. Um, for the console release, because um, right. for the uh, Pocket uh, edition on the uh, Android and iPhone, 
it was it was pretty good, but you could definitely see that uh, it was it was very limited in its graphical capabilities. But on the the TV, I mean, on my fifty inch, I uh, it still looks really good. All right. Uh, though I will say that it feels much better playing it on uh, the handheld mode. Yeah, that's the way I play the Switch too. Uh, um, when I play Breath of the Wild, I basically I, I probably spent an hour of that game on on the actual TV, and then the rest was just chilling with the handheld. Oh man, see, I, I with Breath of the Wild, my preference was the TV. I mean, I would I would move to the couch if Cassie and Bella were watching a TV show or something. But right, yeah, I I played Breath of the Wild quite a bit. I think part of my problem too is I have uh, my uh, console is set up in the next room and I have a hole through the, the wall that connects to the TV. Mm-hmm. And so because the the base is in the other room, it, it has some connectivity issues through the wall apparently oh. where, where it'll, it'll hiccup a little bit when you're trying to move around. So not a great range on it. Yeah, that's true. Now, I remember like the, uh, the, the GameCube controller, the wireless one, you could go clear down the street and still be able to play mine still works i was using it the other day nice yeah in fact actually i got a uh, gamecube controller converter for my switch so i can play smash brothers on a gamecube controller oh that's all right i'm yeah i'm looking forward to that but also fallout 76 comes out like that same time or the month before and i i, I can't do both plus i gotta get final fantasy 15 done before then dude you got it you gotta get good what? You know, it really disappoints me that we've got Fallout 76 on two different platforms. Well, that's the only option I got. Why does Sony got to be so dumb? I agree. But the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to go looking for Seneca Rocks. Yeah. Because th- this, is, this is a watershed moment for West Virginia. Um, this is probably the single best tourism-related thing to ever happen in West Virginia. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, Wrong Turn didn't get it done for some reason. So um, it's, it's all up to Fallout. Yeah, and I, I hope it doesn't hurt our reputation like the wonderful whites of West Virginia. I think we'll be okay. <laughs> if nothing else, you know, you, you can you can see Woodburn Hall in a video game. So what's, what's not to like? What's not to like? Though, have you looked at the map? I have, and uh, I've scrutinized the map and <clears throat> have have made overlays of the actual West Virginia map with that map. And, um, it, it's gotten maddening. So I've stopped doing that. Yeah. This is the, one of the things that actually really, really made me angry. But then I was like, you know, started thinking of it from Bethesda's standpoint. Um, they put Morgantown in the location of Fairmont. Morgantown is at three rivers, which is where Fairmont is. Isn't Fairmont basically Morgantown at this point, though? Uh, yeah, that's a thing. That's a thing. You know, it only needs about 15 more miles to encroach upon Marion County, and 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 you got it. Yeah, but that, I mean, that's that's the thing. Uh, from Bethesda's standpoint, I can understand why they did it, especially since uh, what I would like to do, oh, like them to do though, is have a few Fairmont nods. I would like them to have the Baptist Church where the first Father's Day was. Right. I would like that there. I mean, they have they have Grafton. I would hope that they at least put the uh, church where the first Mother's Day was. Well, you get you get the Moundsville prison has been confirmed. Um, yeah. 
I, I've been told that the Western Asylum is in there, which I, I would be, that'd be my second alternate location to set up a camp at. Mm -hmm. um, Camden Park in Huntington is there. So you, and the uh, Green Bank Telescope appears to be there. There's I'm a telescope on the Mac. I, I'm assuming that's what it is. Yeah, no, they, the, I was watching an uh, interview with one of the developers and it, Green Bank is in it. Sweet. So, I mean, we're, we're just like, well, me personally, this is like right down the road from there. So, so I, I can walk it. Yeah. It's, I mean, this is going to be, this is going to be uh, good for, uh, for, for West Virginia. And I don't know. Oh, okay. So we t talked about what you've been playing. Um, what are you so, playing, baby? So, uh, don't I don't know me, why I called you that. Don't call me baby. <laughs> don't call me baby. <laughs> I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. But I don't want to call you Lukey because your wife calls you that too, and that's basically the same thing as calling you baby. Um. Uh. So you know about Final Fantasy 15. Um. Right. Also, I, I got, um, Nintendo Online today. Nice. No. <laughs> Man, it's so dumb. It's so dumb right now. Shots fired. I mean, I know, I know, that this is going to help them increase their infrastructure so that super smash brothers online doesn't suck but right, right. now it sucks well, they got time to tweak it okay here's, my, here's, to tweak it. here's my biggest complaint all right the, the 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 nintendo games that they got on there whatever you know it's fine it's it's a nice little addition it's a nice little freebie because it's definitely not the selling service the thing right. that's the selling service is the cloud saves and the online play. And the online play is not any good right now, especially for the Nintendo games, if you don't have any friends. If you don't have any friends, any friends on Nintendo, I do have some friends, a few. I have a few friends. Yeah, don't. It's like having friends on PS4. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, if you don't have any friends on the new Nintendo service, especially on the NES games, I wanted to jump in and just play with somebody random, play some Tecmo Bowl, or play some hockey, or play some baseball, or play some tennis. I don't know how we have so many sports titles right now, but I just wanted to do that. There's no matchmaking. You can only join with people that you're friends with. Huh. So there's that. But but to clarify, you, you can play two-player NES games in theory i don't know i i guess so i mean the the options there no i have not heard that but that would be a sweet selling point yeah it is it, it is and, like and, hey my friend in hawaii you want to play some uh, super mario brothers you can be luigi yeah you could be luigi even though i hear that the uh, internet out there in hawaii is not that great it's got a pretty high latency but, yeah they, they got they got a long cable to run across the sea the Pacific, the the, to be Pacific, yes, right. they do. <laughs> Pacifically, that's what they need. Pacifically, that's what they need. So, um, <clears throat> so so that that that's one thing. All right, but okay. So, I don't understand why, if the service allows for cloud saving. If I have to go into the properties of every single individual game and select it for cloud save, it doesn't automatically back up 
your cloud saves at this point unless you go do that initial well, the initial point. Now you can set it so that it can be automatically backed up continuously, but that first time you have to set it. My, my guess, and, and the only criticism I've read so far, mm -hmm. and, and there's a secret criticism, so I, I just picked one. Yeah. What was that if you fail to pay for it or, or discontinue the service, it will not uh, keep them if you decide to re-up your service later. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, that's so, yeah, I understand, but I understand that. Well, it, it makes sense to me to have have that not as a default for that reason. It, you know, if if you're switching over to the cloud saves and you're basically agreeing that hey, if if I don't pay my bill, then you can do whatever you want with my my save files, take an axe to them or light them on fire or something. Well, the lighting on uh, lighting them on fire is exactly what Nintendo's doing with them if you lapse on your account. So. I would agree with that. And you know the first time that somebody forgets to update their credit card information, that there there's going to be some uproar online. You know that's going to happen. Oh, I know. That's always been a paranoia I've had because uh, I have um, uh, iTunes service. Yeah. Or not iTunes, uh, iCloud. Yeah. And I always get so concerned. I'm, uh, my credit card will expire and I, I won't get it updated. And then you know the, I'll lose... 200 gigabytes worth of stuff that I worked on. Yeah. It's a it's... book. My, my Photoshop files. Your Photoshop. My memes. My memes. <laughs> your memes. Yeah. I thought everybody did it on their phone nowadays. You still do memes on your computer? I'm old school like that. Oh, okay. So, but uh, the other game I'm playing uh, is Octopath. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh. You've been talking that up quite a bit lately. Octopath. Oh, it's such a good game. It's such a good game. And you know what? The story is just okay. I mean, uh, it, that was literally my next question. The, the story is okay. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that the story's not the best. Because the everything else is. People who like stories, it's not okay. The battle system... Well, see, that's the thing. The, usually the story is the selling point for me. But, you know... Okay, so, like... Breath of the Wild. The story was okay. But like the, the game... Yeah, I know. A bunch of people like the story. <laughs> I was actually talking about that today with somebody. I, 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 you know, Zelda has never been that strong as far as the end of the game goes. As far as, like, the... the, the, the post climax oh see that's the thing though the that zelda the zelda in this in breath of the wild is by far the best zelda princess Character? zelda yeah I, oh I do my agree goodness with that. now yeah, I, very I very completely very close to um by the end of the the story by the end of breath of the wild zelda was very experienced and very wise she i mean she's the triforce of wisdom um Right, and, and she almost had the same resolve as the princess Zelda throughout all of Twilight Princess. I can see that, and that was the thing I liked about Breath of the Wild is it was more about her character development than than Link's or anybody else's. Yeah, although everybody else developed as well. Yeah, yeah, and, and I tell you what, man, I really, really liked playing the. Uh, um, what is it? The Hero's Quest? Yeah. I, I did not realize 
that I was playing the Heroes Quest when I was playing it. So oh. for anybody that's not that hasn't played it yet, just get the whole thing all together because it is so much better playing it with the Heroes Quest in it and not realizing that it's a different part of the game. Plus, Link on a motorcycle. Link on a motorcycle. You can't you can't argue that. Link on a motorcycle. No, I can't. I can't even comment on it. Yeah. So anyway, back comment. to back to Octopath. Yes. So they have a way of telling the character and expounding on the story within the battle. They tell more about the character and their motivations and how they react and who they are more in the battle than in the written text of the game. Now, there is some audio to it for the lines and stuff like that. Um, and, and they're okay, but they don't always match up. They don't always match up to what they're saying, to, to what they're audibly saying, to what's written on the screen. And it's annoying. Oh. So annoying sometimes. I can see uh, that. There's just something about that game that just makes it so good. Now, I was talking to a guy at work today, and one of the things we were talking about was that Octopath, it's not just a good game. It's an important game. It is a game that, to me and you, looks like something familiar to a person of the previous generation... No, not previous. Preceding. Preceding. Uh, many, many generations ago. Yeah, no, many, many generations now. So, oh, yeah, after, after us. The generations after us. To them, this looks like it's retro. But it's... But Octopath drives it home that it's not a retro game. It is just a different art style. It'd be like if somebody went and tried to make some art that was very reminiscent of Pablo Picasso. They wouldn't say that that's retro. They would say, oh, this is, you know, very reminiscent. This is a, this is a very nice uh, homage to Pablo Picasso, and I applaud the artist and everything like that. And that's what this game is. It, it it doesn't it it doesn't patronize it, it is it is not even a love letter it is it is a, a game and a new art style that is almost forgotten do you, do you kind of get what i'm saying i i uh yeah i get that completely you know i, I replayed i got the uh super nes classic back in the spring and I replayed Final Fantasy VI, and um, I didn't appreciate it the first time I played it because I, I played it on the PlayStation in the, uh, uh, what was that called, the uh, uh, Anthology Edition that had 4, 5, and 6. On oh, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and so you, you had load screens with that since it's PlayStation, of course. Mm -hmm. um, playing it now on, this, on like a Super NES type thing that it was meant to be played on, um, I, 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 I just felt like it was so much better because of that. And uh, it, it takes its place as one of the, the greatest ones. And it's be partly because I, I miss that uh, art style, the pixels and the, you know, the, the, the way you have to convey emotion across uh, just 16 bits. Yeah. And, and that game pulls it off so well. And, and I, I, I miss games like that. And 
I, in a way, I, I wish they would remake Final Fantasy VI with the the style um, that Octopath has been. been um, I totally uh, agree. A successor to. Yeah, I mean, for the longest time, I thought, man, they should remake six. They should remake six. Why, how would they remake six? What would they do to remake six? And then I was starting to think, oh, maybe they should remake six like they remade three and how they remade five. And that worked. But six doesn't. <sighs> Remember uh, how uh, I was uh, saying it was almost patronizing the remake? Yeah, you know, some games, how they remake, yeah. you know, retro style. Uh, that that it would almost be that it would almost be that in in that respect where it would be patronizing right i i, and, I feel like that would give it not only the respect that it deserves but it would um it, it it would it would allow it to expand into the art style that it was originally designed for i agree with that and and uh, I, I don't mean to go off on another final fantasy tangent yeah, no, but that's fine but Have i mean fun with it, it. It, it's basically Octopath, basically a successor to the old school Final Fantasies. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. A lot of people have said that, and and they're totally right. And immediately after playing six, I, I turned around and played seven again. And the realization I had is, is Final Fantasy six's art style holds up. Yeah. Because if you were to recreate that as a sixteen bit game, you wouldn't change the thing about it. Where if you cha- uh, recreate Final Fantasy seven as a as a a 3d game which they are now anyways yeah um it, it, it's, it's worlds of improvement that they could do upon it yeah yeah there's so much to be done to it in 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 six there there there's very little very little that they would have to do to it exactly and i, I would almost be like i said patronized if uh if they tried to make a 3d version of it or yeah or uh, a final fantasy 6 remake in, in the same vein as final fantasy 7's remake now, what would be nice, what what I would appreciate, is if they went through and voice acted all of the lines from six. Now I could get behind that. Yeah, that Absolutely. that would be nice. I I could. <laughs> sometimes I don't like to read. Sometimes I just want to play my game. Well, well, the thing I I realize having a daughter too is, uh, she, you know, she'd come in the room and and she's you know a kindergartner, so she can't read yet except for a couple words so she'll come in and she'll look at the screen and she'll be like hey what's, what are they saying i'm like you know i kind of explain what's going on and she'll like read it to me and of course you know that's just miles and miles of text so yeah i, I don't i don't want to read a final fantasy story to my daughter yeah i'll never stop <laughs> <laughs> oh man so um so yeah uh, i mean and, and, you know, I really, really appreciate everybody that paid with their dollar on buying that game because they made Square realize that there is market in the Switch. I agree. Because they're re-releasing a lot of those games on there now. I guess yeah. the PlayStation Air ones. Except Final Fantasy VIII, which is hilarious to me. <laughs> I thought that was funny, too. And, and uh, um, one of my favorite YouTubers, uh, Arlo. I don't know if you've ever watched him, but he's hilarious. Uh, mm-hmm. Look him up. All right. <laughs> um, he was he was saying, did I miss something here? Is there a reason why eight isn't on there? I mean, did, did nobody like eight? I thought eight was pretty good. <laughs> because seven eight nine no that doesn't work in that context of the joke yeah it doesn't uh but but yeah eight uh, i haven't played it since college which is uh, 
I'll, Do you I'll still have the VHS where you taped the ending? Yeah, that was a thing because it took so long to beat the game that I just recorded the ending, so I never had to beat it again. <laughs> and it, it, I'm sure it exists somewhere, but I have no clue where. I, 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 mean, ne- I, 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 I never beat it. it now. I actually got so far into it. Um, I think I, I was, I, I was right at the end, and I had gotten like. I don't know, it was like a half hour, 45 minutes, and it was nothing but GF summon to GF summon to GF summon to GF summon, and I was like, this is just... And those are the ones you couldn't skip either. Yeah, I don't... It's so boring. It was so boring. Now, you know what was a good game? And I love that I have it on my phone right now, and I've been replaying it. It's Nine. Nine was fun. Nine was a good game. Yeah, that, that's what I... Cause the weird thing about that one is it, it does something that no other Final Fantasy game has done that I think, that I can recall, which is the first half of that game is red hot. Especially the first disc of that game. Yeah. It's just, it's just nonstop, like, what's going on, what's happening, crazy action. And then the second half just kind of peters out. Yeah. Where, where every other Final Fantasy game that I can think of gets white hot in, in the second half. Yeah. Well, not in 7, though. 7 was action the whole way through. Yeah, it was consistent. But, but there's always a distinctive break. 6 like, was, too. Break. 6 yeah. was, too. That both of those. 6 and 7. God. Well, in both 6 and 7, um, there's, a, there's like a world-shattering event halfway through, and then it's about picking up the pieces. Yeah, and see, that's the thing, though. It keeps it, it, keeps it hot the whole time. And I don't know why they don't repeat that formula, because it's it's not like it's. I feel like they could do that more often. I mean, I agree too. Yeah. There, there was a great joke about why Final Fantasy VIII wasn't on there. So, so this is from James Stevenson. It says, "When asked why Final Fantasy VIII wasn't ported to the Switch, a Square spokesman reminded us that the Switch's battery would run out long before the summon would be completed." <laughs> Which I don't know if that if a spokesperson actually said that, but I uh, no, but that's, I, that's I, hilarious. I don't doubt that. Yeah, no, that's so funny. You know, you know uh, what they would do if they came out with a Final Fantasy VIII uh, like uh, remaster. The only Skip thing that they summons. would have to do is add a skip button to the, the to the summons, and then, then not even do any other improvements, and it would sell out like hotcakes. I, I agree with that, and, and they did. It. They did that for nine, and that's probably part of the reason why nine's a superior game. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and you know what? There was so much good story in eight. It was a it was a pretty decent story, especially like the first half. Yeah, but there was so much other bad things about that game. There was... they were, they were just squishing too much into it. I think. Yeah, yeah there was. They were. I'm glad they. Re- I'm glad they recovered, though. I mean, I mean, nine. They already kind of had that planned, but the the ten, 10 actually sold very well. Yeah, and ten was a solid game. Yeah, I and actually I was, never played it. Uh, uh, uh it's it, it's good. That was the first one that didn't have a world map, and that was a little bit upsetting to me. But other than that, I, I got over it. And narratively, it's a good game. It packs, yeah. it packs a lot of emotion in it. And see, that's the thing that uh, with uh, thirteen, 
they didn't have a world map and yeah. uh, it was pretty much just a rail game the whole way through and I'm like man I gotta get through this so I can go get to the overworld so I can get to the overworld yeah, you know, yeah. Get, get, get. And, and then when I finally got to the overworld I'm like man this sucks this exactly. is horrible this is horrible get me back to the actual you know good narrative because that's yep. the thing 13 was a really good narrative I really enjoyed the story of 13 I, I couldn't get into it um, uh, 12 though uh, I think is the most underrated game of the series yeah well you know what you're not the only one that thinks that because that one is coming out to Switch. And I, I recommend that you play it too. Um, because remember, we, we used to have this long conversation about how Final Fantasy VII had the best ending ever. Mm -hmm. um, and that one rivals it. Really? In fact, for, for a long time, and I haven't played it in years, but uh, <clears throat> for, a long, for a long time I thought it was better. Really? Because, because it, it combines... It has a very Final Fantasy VII type of ending. But they also do the old school Final Fantasy IV type ending where where you close up all the characters' plot lines, hmm. which is the one thing that Final Fantasy VII did not do. Off the air is one of the best characters in Final Fantasy history because he, he's just a quippable jerk, <laughs> and, and, and uh, he, he's got a sidekick who uh, busts his chops whenever she can. Yeah, and um, the dialogue of that game is is a. Uh, like just the way that words are spoken are just very well written, mm -hmm. and you know that 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 game comes a long way from the Spoony Bard Spoony Bard days of Final Fantasy IV. This segment brought to you by Harshbard <clears throat> from, from Crescent Books, coming November seventh, probably. <laughs> November seventh, probably. Okay, well, thank you for listening to RGCWV, and uh, I am your co-host Luke Hersey. And my co-host, Mike Mallow. Yeah, welcome to the end. That was dark, wasn't it? Nah, that's the name of my next book. <laughs> welcome Is... to the end, everybody. Welcome to the end. All right, Mike, do you think we can make this a weekly thing? Yeah, we'll see what we can do. We'll see what we can do. All right. Yep.